Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Garage Rock Show. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday, November 29th here on the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week, Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. What's up, Garage Rock Show beautiful listeners? That's right. And on this beautiful Thanksgiving weekend, right? Yep. And Aaron uh, joining us once again. What's going on, man? Gobble, gobble. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully you guys are enjoying time with your uh, friends, family, eating some leftovers. Uh, maybe you guys are tuning in the following week, but we got some cool stuff for you guys this episode. Uh, if you didn't uh, hear last episode, we have reached a new milestone with over 6,000 listens. Thank you guys so much. Uh, never thought we'd have over 6,000 people from all around the world tuning in to this stuff that we just yeah, uh, yeah. do here in our uh, bedroom. That is so awesome. It's a trip. I love that. So uh, we got lots of topics to talk about this week. Uh, in the rock world, as well as uh, some different stuff, but we'll get to that. New releases this week, well, uh, coming up, I'll let you know about them from Nine Inch Nails, Jimi Hendrix, Marilyn Manson, and more. Also, a new Gorillaz documentary in the works. New documentary in the works on Blind Melon's Shannon Hoon. Faith Moore says more tour dates coming up next year. Beck claims he's no longer a Scientologist. We'll talk about that. It was kind of interesting. I didn't even I didn't even know he was. A yeah, Scientologist. there's and he mentions a couple other people that I didn't know were Scientologists either. That um, we'll talk about that. Stick around for that. Okay. Uh, the top tours of the decade. These are the top grossing tours, not just in the rock world, but all over. Just music tours in general. They they crunch the numbers. It's 2019. We were just talking about that. What was it, Dahlia? How many days left in the decade? Well, if you're listening on Thursday the 28th, there are 34 days left in this decade. Isn't that Little crazy? food for thought. Yeah. Think about it. Think about Ten where years. you were in, in 2000. Aaron was just talking about 1999 when Prince, uh, Prince released that in the 80s. However, in 1999... When we were all teens, like they played that over and over and over again. And that now, was twenty years ago. And yeah, the whole world was supposed to crash. And yeah, remember Y two K? That shit. Oh my god, it's crazy to think yeah. about that. We will definitely be having a decade recap. Uh, yeah, you know that's Show. actually not a bad idea coming up for the month of December. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have all Isn't kinds of all these doomsday stuff. preppers going nuts and shit. Like, yeah, probably people under bunkers, like waiting for shit to Stocking go down. up. Yeah. Come out a couple days later. Well, I guess we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> we got CDs to win. Uh, we're actually going to give away a prize pack of CDs for December if you guys want to enter it, depending on how many people we get to enter. So tell your friends and enter it. The more numbers we get on the list, uh, I'll actually uh, up it to maybe a couple CDs. So text the word podcast to 68683 and enter the giveaway for the uh, Christmas prize pack. Not very many albums out today, but one that was interesting that I wanted to show you guys that uh, I have the YouTube clip here ready to go. A new album from none other than Joe Pesci. Seriously? Joe Pesci. Okay. He's an entertainer now other than actor. Do you remember there was a a hip-hop type of song that Joe (laughs) Pesci did in the 90s. It was called Wise Guy. And it was... uh, this old beat and stuff. We got to pull it up. I don't have it on me right I think now. I sort of remember that. But you, all I keep thinking about is the Sticky Bandits. 
<laughs> uh, if you want to pull it up, if you're able to pull it up on your phone, put in Joe Pesci, Wise Guy. Uh, and that one was kind of a, a hip-hop kind of thing. But this one is Joe Pesci used to be a legitimate singer back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah, like in the 50s and shit, in the 60s. He Frank used to Sinatra sing. Yeah. Shit. Well, so listen to this, though. Like, to me, it sounds like he sounds like a soulful, like, soulful black woman or something. Hmm. I don't know how to describe it. Check it out. Here's Joe Pesci. He's got this new track called Baby Girl. Joe Pesci, Baby Girl. Google it. Howard Stern featured it. Check it out. That's him. Yeah, I can hear his voice, his little kid voice. I like that. Yeah. It's like a lounge lounge singing, right? So the album from Joe Pesci is called Still Singing. And there's a picture of him. See it? It's like when As he was a little boy. Yeah, and he was in front of the mic there. Apparently, he used to sing. That's cool, quite, man. quite a, quite a, quite a bit. It's definitely a. Uh, it's not nobody's putting out this type of music anymore, so it's yeah. So a little bit, huh? Joe Pesci's got That's his cool. album out, and he's also uh, uh, in the Irishman on Netflix, which was just released on Wednesday. So check that one out. His first movie, I think, in. I want to say 12 years uh, since 2007, so there you go. Also, Flaming Lips got their soft bulletin recorded live at Red Rocks with the Colorado Symphony Orchestra out today, which is kind of cool. Um, all right, so rock news, news this week. We're kicking it off with the Nine Inch Nails issuing a deluxe vinyl edition of With Teeth and Bird Box. So their 2005 album With Teeth is coming out on 180-gram vinyl uh, for the first time. So for record collectors, it's kind of a, a cool thing. It also comes with a booklet. So, okay, Aaron's finally got Wise Guy. Here's uh, Joe Pesci with Wise Guy. You remember this one? It's got the Blondie beat there. See, this is when he was trying to be cool, like... Oh. <laughs> okay. Only mess with the women that pick up the check, huh? Oh, man, hard. both and left them in a pond. So there you go. That was uh, Joe Pesci as well. So Joe Pesci's been been around for a while with that. bells in the back. All right, so anyway, Nine Inch Nails got this deluxe reissue uh, of With Teeth and Trent Reznor that he originally, uh, I got this quote from Trent actually himself talking about it, uh, what the whole deal was with uh, that album and what the inspiration was. I'd come up with this kind of elaborate storyline and the record was going to be a concept record that had a number of pretentious elements to it. I was going to talk about multi-layered reality and waking up in a dream you can't wake up out of and eventually finding acceptance after you go through this period of trying to fight it. It was all kind of big analogy for me getting sober. So there you go. That was Trent talking about that album with teeth. It's coming out on vinyl for the first time. Check that out. And also the four LP vinyl box set for the Netflix film Bird Box is out on vinyl uh, for the first time. So that's kind of cool for the fans of that film and such. 
Uh, check this out. This is interesting. Gorilla's got a um, documentary coming out called Reject False Icons. And it's in cinemas for one night only, Monday, December 16th. So check that out if you're a fan. Um, it's apparently the band's activity over the past three years, including the making of its last two albums. So tickets went on sale on Wednesday for that. Uh, Ozzy returning to the stage for the American Music Awards performance with Post Malone, Travis Scott. Did you see that at all, Aaron? I didn't. I didn't watch any of that. But. Yeah. When was that aired? It was on Sunday night, November Sunday 24th. Okay, yeah. so this past week. Okay. It, it's not much. I mean, we don't have to watch any of it. it. Ozzy was sitting down most of the time, and people were kind of commenting on that. It was the first time that Ozzy's been on the stage in over a year after all of those, like, he fell down, he had all those problems, you know. He did all this, you know, he's been going through sicknesses and illnesses, and it was his first uh, time on stage in a while. So. Well, his body has been through hell and bad. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, seriously. We're lucky to just be able to see him on a stage. Yeah, and his latest song, Straight to Hell, just came out. Uh, we featured it on The Garage last week. Uh, uh, and check it out. He's got his new obby, uh, Ozzy's new album. It's his first album in over 10 years uh, for his solo album, so... Check that out. Isn't it so crazy how, like, how we're, you know, I don't even know where my thought process is going with this, but, you know, when I was growing up and listening to Ozzy Osbourne with all my, you know, relatives and stuff that were into, like, hard rock and metal, he was, like, a heavy dude, and those that were in the um, hip-hop community didn't necessarily, or those that were there, the fans, didn't necessarily mesh with... Um, those sure. in the hard rock community. So it's so crazy. Here we are in well, 2019, it, the end of 2019, and it's all like melding together. Even with country music, you see it. I think it's amazing. Like this whole collaboration that's going on with country music and hip hop artists and rock artists, uh, artists and um, hip hop artist. I think it's awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's like this whole like gel vibe going on. I like it. I do. I like it. I feel like it's progressive. It happened in the 80s, you know, when uh Aerosmith did it with uh, Run DMC and it's happening now and it's full circle again, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, rock this way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's all producers and album labels that you know, it's like when Rick Rubin produced the BC Boys album and got Kerry King from Slayer on that track, when you hear, you know, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, the guitar solo in that is from Kerry King from Slayer. We should do it like a follow-up. And Rick up. Rubin, from, that produced both of those albums, he was working on Slayer's album at the time. He was working with the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys needed a guitar solo. They're like, and Rick Rubin's like, I got the perfect guy. Fucking Kerry King from Slayer can do the solo on there. It's very much how... You know, Ozzy, like, probably filled the void where Post Malone was like, I really want somebody, like, singing on this track, like a dark track, somebody legendary, you know, one of those voices that you hear it and you know it. And then Ozzy on that track was, like, kind of like the Carrie King uh, guitar mm-hmm. solo for the Beastie Boys. So what know? I'm hearing from you right now, Chris, is that um, he is the Nexus. He's the Nexus. Who? Um, what do you mean? Who's the next? Post Malone? No. no, the producer, this guy, Andrew Rick Scott, Rubin? whoever no, uh, no, put this no. put this together. Yeah, write it down for me. Rick Rubin. 
Rick Rubin was the Nexus. He the Nexus. Yes, he was. He was the producer. My, apologi- my apologies, listeners. He was able to bridge the gap between those two. Yes, that, uh, so those two Rick artists. Rubin is like the Nexus, and now I think that he's able to like look forward in these times and say, hey, let's do this, let's do this. He's producing well, everything. Oh, yeah, but Rick Rubin's not involved in this. Let's be clear. It was Andrew Scott or Andrew Watt, I think is his name, actually, that he actually plays guitar on the album, and he produced it with Post Malone and mm. Ozzy Osbourne. So okay. anyway, let's move on. All right. uh, out today also, well, it was actually out last Friday, was the definitive Jimi Hendrix Band of Gypsies Fillmore East Collection, which is a 5-CD LP set which is uh, part of the Experience Hendrix LLC, which is his family, uh, releasing over two dozen tracks that have never before been released or have have been newly remixed. Uh, So it's kind of cool. For the Hendrix fans out there, these kind of things are really exciting. Uh, I got some clips here. Uh, I Actually, who's up first? I think it's Janie. No, Billy Cox. Bassist Billy Cox told us there was nothing like playing with Jimi Hendrix, I imagine. Here's him talking about it. Being the side man to Jimi Hendrix, I mean, you enjoy yourself every damn night. If he had paid me a dollar a night, I would have taken a dollar and kept on playing because it was a privilege, not only a privilege, but it was a pleasure to play with one of the greatest. You know, and I saw it as a golden opportunity every time I got on stage. I don't know how any other player felt or would feel, but I felt honored. Uh, and also, Janie Hendrix, who's now the CEO of the experience, oops, shoot, uh, of the CEO of the Experience Hendrix Estate, she talked about how fans can look forward to many more Hendrix releases in the future. At least 15 more years of new releases we have left, and uh, every year will be surprisingly material that you have never heard. Jimmy was a workaholic when it came to his music, and uh, he had his own studio. He's very blessed, one of two artists that did of his time. So we have a lot of music in the vaults. Um, just people need to sit back and hold hold on. All right, so that's pretty cool for the Jimi Hendrix fan. That's why you're always hearing all this new stuff that's being unearthed. They're going through the vaults and... Uh, that's really cool, exciting stuff. Um, also, this is pretty neat. <clears throat> Some, somebody that I think is often overlooked in the 90s is the uh, frontman for uh, Blind Melon, Shannon Hoon, who was a, a really awesome musician, great singer, you know, passed away tragically, he was addicted to heroin, uh, had an overdose. So this film is going to be coming out about the final years of Shannon Hoon. It was created with over 200 hours uh, by co-directors Danny Clinch uh, and some other people. Danny Clinch said, quote, we basically had all these videos of a guy who was videotaping himself. The other it's, youth it's know good, that exactly. it's not okay for somebody to and touch it, you inappropriately. And it is okay to talk about it, though. Yes. And bring it up and talk with your friends and family about it. Yeah, let somebody know. Break the barrier down. Uh, you know, the embarrassment, you know, you'll get over it and you'll be There's able to work through it. There's nothing embarrassing about it. Somebody it's tough, you know, when you're you. young, you get embarrassed about stuff, and then, yeah, you know, it becomes right. traumatic, you know, right. and you repress it, and you just kind of hold it in, and it's never a good thing, so yeah. just get it out there and talk to someone, uh, excuse me, burping. And talk to somebody, yes, Yes. Um, but, all right, so, let's lighten it up. <laughs> it's time for our new feature, returning this week, uh, let me get the, the quotes here uh, going on. We got 10-second trivia for you guys. So, Oh, man. Uh, this is You're going to hear the <laughs> quote here, and you're going to hear only 10 seconds of this uh, music, and you're going to have to guess who this musician was that was born 
on this week of November 30th, and you'll have three hints, okay? So I'm going to play it for you first, and then you can guess who it who it is. So when you who hear it? the, you can you you'll probably who know the band, but guess who the member of the band birthday it is. All right. So, there's your 10 seconds. Do you need a replay on that? Do you know what band it was? Soundgarden. Okay, yes, it was Soundgarden. Um, Yeah, it's obviously Soundgarden, so I only know really two guys. I don't know the, yeah, I don't know the names of the musicians. Okay, the song was released in 94. The age they are turning is 57, so it's obviously not Chris Cornell because he passed (laughs) away. Well, we, we lose him. We don't know the guitar player, bass. No, no. Oh. Dave Navarro wasn't in Soundgarden. Oh, so who was in who Soundgarden? Was they play the drums in the band. That's your final hint. You think um, of the drummer from Soundgarden. And here's his picture. Matt Cameron. I have no idea yeah, who that is. Know. Matt Cameron, the drummer from <laughs> Soundgarden. Yeah. He used to be the original drummer from Pearl Jam, I think, too, uh, back in the day. Like, way back. But anyway, so he turned uh, 57 on November 28th. Good for him. So there you go. Also, this uh, musician was born on this week of November 30th. Can you identify who it is from this song clip? Let me uh, bring up this one for you guys, see if you can identify it. Okay, rapid. Uh... All right, so you got Rancid. I don't know who the drummer is from Rancid. Well, it's not necessarily the drummer. Let's get the first clip. Uh, the first thing here is that it was released in 1995. The age they are turning is 54, and they play guitar in the band. Who's the guitarist from I Rancid? I don't know guitarists. I'm a bassist, so I know bass players. Here's a picture of him. Skinhead Rob. <laughs> I don't know who that Tim is. Armstrong. Tim Armstrong from Rancid is turning 54. That's what Tim Armstrong looks like right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's him. Look at that full-ass fucking beard. Yeah, he's got a big old beard. Yeah, yeah. good for him. <laughs> Tim Armstrong he's got his glasses on 54 so on good November you, 25th. Tim. So there you go. Uh, also, okay, so th- we're also doing some uh, movie quotes here. This actor or actress was born this week, November 30th. Can you identify who it is with this 10-second movie quote, all right? So let me uh, play it for you guys here. I eat success for breakfast with skim milk. Pounds are going to fly, and that is out of here, mister. And we are going to do it together. Oh, my God. Can I hear the clip one more time? <laughs> sure. Oh, wait, I know who it is. I know who it is. For breakfast with skim milk. Uh. Pounds are going to fly, and that is... Heavyweights. Out of here, mister! Uh, Heavyweights. And we yeah. are going to do it ben Stiller. together! Ben Stiller! It has That's to be! That's right, yes, Ben Stiller. Uh, ben Stiller uh, is turning 53 this week. He uh, turns 53 on Saturday. That was a great movie. Tony Perkins. It was awesome. In Heavyweights, yes, 1995. You devil lug. All right. Also, I got another one here. Oh, one more? Okay. One more. This actor, actress, was born this week uh, as well. Can you identify who it is from this quote? you're giving us more than 10 seconds. We appreciate that, This is 10 seconds. No, this is 10 seconds. Kenny. Kenny, wake up. 
Kenny, the food that I bought yesterday is already gone. I was entertaining Can't some tell friends tell mom the babysitter's night, dead. And we had the munchies. Look, I am not working to feed yeah. your scummy friends, okay? So, You're um, a career woman now. We can afford to be hospitable. All right, so who's the actor or actress? Christina Applegate. Ah, yes. Yeah. Christina Applegate. She turns dishes 48. Are That's right. Dishes are done, <laughs> dishes man. Dishes are done, man. There she is in the film. <laughs> turns 48 this week, Christina Applegate. Man, I had the biggest crush on her as a child. I think like all the <laughs> boys all? did. Yeah, that was that was one Kelly of the... Kelly Bundy. Yeah, Kelly Bundy. Yeah. I was, uh, and all the girls had a crush, a crush on David Faustino. I don't know what the little brother's name was. Oh, from the movie? No, from the TV show. Oh, 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 yeah. Married with uh, Children. Bud, Bud, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, huh? Good That's stuff. such a great show. Um, all right, some movie TV entertainment news. This was big deal. Check it out. StubHub got sold for $4 billion. Wow. eBay has sold StubHub to this company, ViaGoGo. I've never heard of ViaGoGo. Have you heard of that? I don't know what the hell that is. $4.5 billion in cash. The uniting of the two massive ticket resale providers makes perfect sense. Apparently, ViaGoGo's founder and CEO, Eric Baker, said in a statement, quote, It has long been my wish to unite the two companies. Buyers have a, will have a wider choice of tickets, and sellers will have a wider network of buyers. Bringing these two companies together creates a win-win for fans, more choice, and better pricing. So, wow. crazy, huh? Yep. Um, so, J.J. Abrams oh, really? uh, apparently uh, is cool with uh, the Star Wars criticism he got from George Lucas. George Lucas said, um, okay, so this guy who saw the film with uh, George Lucas when they were watching the new ones after he signed over the rights, he said, quote, he didn't hide his disappointment. He said, there's nothing new, Lucas said. In each of the films in the original trilogy, it was important to him to represent and present new worlds, new stories, new characters, new technologies. He said, in this one, there wasn't enough visual or technical leaps forward. He's talking about uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. That was the first film in the franchise when Disney acquired the rights. So George Lucas is kind of critiquing the way that he did it, saying there wasn't enough new things that he did, wasn't enough new characters, new stories, new technologies. He was that was the first of the new trilogy, right? Part seven, oh, apparently, right? Yeah, The Force Awakens, Part Seven. Yeah. So now the new one is coming out, The Rise of Skywalker, and Abrams responded to the criticism. He said, "Quote." He only has gratitude for George Lucas and the work he did. He adds that the pair actually remained close friends, and he consulted him before beginning production of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so, you know, it's he compares it to having a kid and having someone else try and teach them or, uh, you know, critique them. You don't really want to, you know, do all that yeah. stuff. Uh, so it's, it's hard to let go, I'm sure, of your baby that you've had, you know, the Star Wars thing that he created and see other people do it. So, yeah. But it seems like he's taking it in stride. I'm sure it's like that in a lot of these things where they make shows and movies after comic books or storylines and stuff and novels or whatnot. And they're, yeah, and like Stan Lee, you know, the original they, guy who did it in the comic books, is looking at it like, ah, yeah, I don't know if you really, really did that right. Like that, but <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Sportsman at this week. Thanksgiving NFL schedule, Chicago Bears and Detroit Lions, Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, New Orleans Saints, and Atlanta Falcons. By the time you guys are hearing this, it's probably already happening. Um, Sports Minute, this was interesting. Climate change protester delayed the Harvard-Yale football game. They sat in on halftime on the field 
and it took them about an hour to get them off the uh, the field, and they were trying to raise awareness for climate change. And I'm thinking to myself, is that really the place to do it hmm. at a fucking football game for Harvard and Yale? But I get it. A lot of these kids are probably college students, right? They're feeling inspired. They want to make a statement. Oh, thanks. Thank Some you. pizza. Thank you, Dahlia. Um, so anyway, uh, news from around the world. Pro-democracy candidates in Hong Kong's local elections. Actually, the Democrat candidates won nearly half the seats in Hong Kong's local elections after all these protests that have been happening. So really good for them. Just wanted to touch on that as a a high point. I know we've been talking a lot about all the protests and bad things that have been happening in Hong Kong. So it looks like it's finally making some headway. Uh, This was cool this week. Has science found the ultimate hangover cure? So this this is always something that everybody talks about, like a hangover pill or something, right? Like, uh, what's the best way to do it? So check it out. They say this this chemical technology company in India here they got the perfect combination of stuff. They say you must drink a beverage that is sixty five percent pear juice, twenty five percent lime juice, and ten percent coconut water, as well as eat a plate of cheese, tomato, <laughs> and cucumber. Oh, I hate cucumbers. They say these foods and juices have the ability to help the body speed up the process of getting rid of the enzymes in alcohol that give us nasty hangovers. That's That actually sounds kind of good, though, right? That drink, pear juice, lime juice, and coconut water, that sounds pretty bomb. What I would do is just I would throw that um, cucumber and tomato in a little shake with some pear juice and lime juice and coconut water and blend it all up into one. There you go, right? <laughs> And then eat the cheese on the side. All right, check this out, Aaron. This is the last story of the night. Perfect for the holidays. It's Red Lobster's ugly holiday sweater with a pouch for biscuits. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's got a. It's the biscuit pouch is lined. It's got like um. It's it's actually insulated. You can yeah. get the sweater for forty bucks, and it's got it's a perfect little uh, thing for Cheddar Bay biscuits. If you buy it. You ought to get a free sack of biscuits when you go in the restaurant or something. I know, right? <laughs> Check it out at redlobstershop.com. Like a kangaroo pouch full of biscuits. Look at that, babe. You got to get me the Red Lobster um, sweater. It's got a pouch for biscuits in it. What do you think of that? <laughs> She's out of here. All right, we're out of here. We're going to enjoy our night. You guys enjoy your uh, night and your weekend, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. I'm Doug, man. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is obsessively for five years before he was famous up until really the day of his death it's kind of one of the earliest moments of someone who was self-archiving his own life end quote pretty cool so uh, so it sounds like some really amazing footage that they're going to have of uh, Shannon Hume with Blind Melon. Yeah, and that was before social media. <coughs> now, 
that was it yeah. It adds like a nostalgia to it. Well, and it's impressive that he was able to have the foresight to document stuff like that, right? This is before that. He had to like sit sit there with a fucking VHS tape recorder yeah. Yeah, camera and that. do that, right? Think about how big they were and Yeah. The whole uh, the whole wherewithal to do that. All right, next up we got a new one here from Marilyn Manson. It's actually a cover of The Doors track The End. Check it out right here. Some people are saying it's pretty good. Some people like it. Some people say it kind of sounds like old Marilyn Manson again or something. I hear what you guys think. We just saw Marilyn Manson. It was a shit show, by the way. Like it. it was totally wasted. Shitty live show. But what do you think of this track so far? What's that show on Showtime? That we watched, um, Woody Harrelson and um, God, what's his name? That does all the car commercials. Ellen made fun of him. Matthew McConaughey. Well, Matthew, yeah, what's that show? <clears throat> oh, True Detective. Yeah, it seems it seems like it would be like an opening for that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hanson's new one, The Doors, The End. It's on Stephen King's The Stand, the upcoming CBS. Okay. Yeah. Oh, top touring. Before I, I, I reveal who it is, who do you guys think is the top touring artist of the last decade? Doesn't matter what genre of music. Doesn't have to be rock. Uh, top touring artist. They have the data now. It's 2019. They've taken data from since 2010. Of the decade? Of the like decade. Like the last 10 years? Yes. Touring Who's artists. made the most money touring for the past 10 years? Oh, it's got to be like... Pop, one of the, like Taylor Swift or something like that. Okay, well, well, guess uh, have 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 a little thought and wh- what do you uh, think? You going with Taylor Swift? What do you say, Dahlia? Um, is there like a specific jo- uh, genre? No, I can't give you that hint. It's not really. It's the the top band actually is kind of hard to put a in band, it. not a solo artist, but a band. Are we talking in general or? Rock? Uh, well, it's a combination of both, I guess. Uh, so it's it's it could be both. Say that again, Aaron. What was that? I mean, is this anybody? Anybody. Okay. Musician-wise. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah musician-wise. Could be Elton John, you know. Right. And he's got a band, so. And he has a band. What do you think? Oh, boy. What was that? You totally caught me off guard. That was Jeopardy. That was Jeopardy. do, 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 do. All right, come on. We're, we're losing listeners as we speak. Any, any guesses? Okay. Uh, Aaron said Taylor Swift. Are you going with that? Aaron said Taylor Swift. Mm. A band. Uh, 2000s. God, you totally say, like, caught me off guard. Foo Fighters or something. Like I'm trying oh, to think. Yeah, all right, Foo we're Fighters moving on. Is a no, good one. You're, you're I'm going with Metallica. You're all wrong. U2, U2 was the number one U2 is still touring? Top touring artist of the decade with over a, a million A billion dollars in touring one revenue. Billion. Rolling, 38 million. Rolling Stones, second place with 929 million. Ed Sheeran, third place with 922 million. Taylor Swift, 899 hey, Aaron, million. Hey, you got on there. You got so, on the map Yeah, there. top five. I, I should have thought of Ed Sheeran. I knew it was going to be somebody more um, but, uh, international. You, but you think like the decade, like over the last 10 years, like 
So Beyonce, Bon Jovi, sixth, Paul McCartney, seventh, Coldplay, eighth, Bruce Springsteen, nine, Roger Waters, ten, Elton John's up there at eleven. So these are the hustlers here. Metallica at twelve with six hundred and sixty one million. Guns N' Roses at six hundred and forty eight million. Eagles, one direction. Metallica. Yep. Mm, Yeah. Kenny Chesney, Bruno Mars, Justin Bieber, all in the top twenty. Those are according to Polestar's top twenty touring artists of the decade. Wow. Pretty crazy. interesting, right? Crazy that Jay-Z and Beyonce are both on there. I know. <laughs> Speaking of you 2 they got a new track called Ahizma that was apparently recorded with an Indian orchestra uh, in India. Oh, so that's awesome. It's kind of neat. And it's about apparently the fight, uh, quote, the fight against injustice has always been so important to us. We were somewhat shaped and formed by Martin Luther King, who's a student of Mahatma Gandhi. Martin Luther King, blah, blah, blah. It was it was a really cool quote that kind of Bono, it's actually a full paragraph. I don't want to go into it. But really cool kind of story behind it. Check it out for yourselves. Uh, it's called Ahizma, the new track from U2. They're uh, performing in Australia this Sunday. Uh, all right, Faith No More uh, had a couple tour dates this year, and people were wondering if we are going to get more dates, and it looks like we will. So Faith No More is going to be touring in 2020. No tour dates have been announced except for the Tons of Rock Festival in Oslo, Oslo, Norway, and Ireland's Sunstroke Festival, both in June. So there you go. Here's this. We were talking about this. Beck says he's no longer a Scientologist. How long was he a Scientologist? Apparently for a while. Um, he's here's the deal. Uh, he had a girlfriend that was kind of famous. Uh, his so here's the deal. His father, David Campbell, quote, has been a Scientologist for a long time, and he says, quote, I've pretty much just focused on my music and my work for most of my life and tended to do my own thing. I think it's just something people ran with. Uh, Beck's ex-wife is Maria Marissa Rabisi. And her brother, actor Giovanni Ribisi, are both Scientologists. I didn't know Giovanni Ribisi was a Scientologist. Oh, man. is he? Yeah. And his sister, Marissa Ribisi, was married to Beck. I used to like him. I did too. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Beck and Marissa divorced last February after nearly 15 years of marriage, and Beck last appeared at a Scientology thing in 2005. So... Apparently, it's been a while, and maybe that's why they divorced, you know? Like, he's not not with it, and she's still doing it. And, like, for me, like, I believe anything's possible, and exploring, like, the different options, I don't, you know, say that I'm, like, going to be holding to a certain religion. I love listening to all religions, so. I agree. And those... I don't know. We don't want to delve into that. We try yeah, to stay away from that stuff yeah, on the we show. Don't talk about really Here's a really cool story uh, and a really cool thing. This kid was at a killer show recently. Uh, the Killers are on tour right now. <laughs> Do they have a new album? Or yeah. Well, apparently they. The yeah, and, and they're playing. You know, they it's new and a old. killer show, or was it a Killers show? <laughs> <laughs> right? I think both. Right. Oh. Um, but check this out. This is a 17 year old kid named Jason Verabay. He gets invited on stage. This was at the Riptide Festival, I believe, in Florida. By Brandon Flowers? Yeah, check it out. So Brandon Flowers is talking to either this guy. He's like, okay, who wants to come on stage? And it was between this guy and that guy over there. And he's like, who wants it more or whatever? And then he says something like, uh, 
I think he's like, you're the one because you're from here or something like that. Check it out. He was holding up a sign in the crowd that said he can play the drums. Uh-oh. He's got a fanny pack yeah, on. Look at, look at he's his. prepared for a festival. So he looks pretty young, right? That's a young kid. And he's yeah. prepped for a fest. Well, check it out, though. Like, kind of, it impressed me. I was like, dude. So they're inviting him on the stage. He's running to the back of the drum kit. And the Brett, taking a break, Brandon or? Flowers kind of like talked to him for a brief moment. Probably he was like, hey, man, do you know what you're doing or whatever? And the kid's like, yeah. I know all your songs. He's a big fan, apparently. It's like, shit, man. You got a new job? I What's the song, babe? I don't know, but I know the words. This is my favorite killer song, too. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A reason's unknown. He's killing it up there, huh? Yeah, he's playing it just like it. That's what everybody would say he's played it like, if not just just as good as... I've played this on Rock Band a million times. <laughs> Perfect score. Now he's getting to play it with, with the band itself. I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's cool, the, right? It's cool, yeah. It's I mean, what a dream, dream huh? I'm sure, yeah. right? He's a good drummer, too. He's, like, getting all this stuff, you know? He's he's getting it right, so. That was awesome. Pretty cool, I forgot right? I about that song. I haven't heard that song in, like, eight years. All right, so let's get to the trivia, guys. We got some trivia on this week in music history. Trivia on this week in 1974, November... T- oh, somebody's at the door. Maybe it's LJ? I don't know. It's the pizza. Oh, it's pizza. Oh, oh we got pizza coming. That's right. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> got pizza, hold on. On this day, 1974, November 28th, this musician makes their last ever appearance on stage at Madison Square Garden for a special performance. Was it A, Jimi Hendrix, B, Jim Morrison, or C, John Lennon? John Lennon. C. Any reason why? Uh... Wait, he wasn't killed till the 80s. Okay, I retract it. I'm going with B. Jim Morrison. Okay. I'm just wondering. Yeah, he got, he got through till 78, I think. I don't remember when Jimi Hendrix died. I don't remember the year. I think Jim Morrison was like 78. I'm going but with John Jim Lennon Morrison. went through the 80s. 83, I think, is when he passed. What are you going with, Aaron? I'm going with Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison, okay. What are you doing? I'm going with B, Jim. Jim Morrison as well? You're both wrong. John Lennon uh, makes his last name. ever concert appearance when he joins John Lennon, or excuse me, uh, Elton John on stage at Madison Square Garden. The whole thing was is that he owed, he, he made a bet with John Lennon or, and Elton John. Elton John wagered that whatever gets you through the night was uh, apparently a track that they co-wrote. And he wagered that he would hit number one in the U.S., and when it did, Lennon owed him the appearance at his concert. So the pair performed the song and also did the Beatles' I Saw Her Standing There and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And it was his last ever performance. 
at a, at a concert for Elton John. So, wow, kind of crazy, right? All right, double trivia. On this day, two thousand three. Well, on this week, November twenty seventh, two thousand three. This musician told news outlets that he was sexually abused as a child and it would occur when he would walk home from school. Was it A, Ozzy Osbourne, B, Robert Smith from The Cure, or C, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin? Well, we know it's not Corey from... What? What? Uh, we know it's not Corey because we just watched Corey? that. Corey? From Slipknot. Well, that's, that's not... Uh, Corey Taylor was sexually abused by one of his neighbors. Yeah. That's, uh, so yeah, <laughs> we know we know that it's not him. Uh, I'm gonna go with B. Robert Smith from The Cure. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Dahlia? I'm going with B. Robert what, Smith. So you guys going both Robert Smith, huh? Well, it was actually Ozzy Where's Osbourne. Ozzy? Oh, poor Ozzy. Ozzy admitted to Britain's Daily Mirror that he was sexually abused as a child. Uh, he told the paper, quote, Two boys used to wait for me to come home after school. They felt me and touched me. It became a regular thing on the way home from school. He adds that he was too scared to tell his parents about the abuse and later needed counseling about the trauma. It's a very common thing. It's unfortunate. It's sad. And it seems and like I'm, a lot I'm of the heavy metal guys, that it's uh, comes, you know, it's like Corey forward. Taylor from Slipknot. Apparently, this happened to him, too, from a male neighbor that mm-hmm. was uh, around his age that was like uh, that would sexually abuse him. Wow. And, you know, the, it seems like where maybe some of their darkness and the lyrics and the heavy metal and all that kind of shit oh, yeah. comes from. Perhaps. You know? Perhaps. Definitely. Uh, anyway. But I'm glad that they came forward and they're talking about it and letting yeah. 